Hello everyone and welcome back to the In It For The Long Run podcast. I'm Katie and that's Ellie. So today we're going to be talking about injuries, um, sort of our previous injuries, how we prevent injuries. Yeah. Do you want to go first? To be honest with you, there's not a great deal to talk about on my behalf because I've actually never actually been touch wood fully properly had an injury. Oh no, my toe, toe thingy. Yeah, yeah. So probably my first ever injury or experience I had with injury is probably sort of shin splints. I know all the runners out there. I feel like you're not a runner unless you've actually experienced shin splints before. And that's probably just due to like overuse and sort of repetitive sort of motion, I guess. Yeah. So other than probably shin splints, the only other thing I've probably had is I had, I can't remember what it's called. It was sort of like a compound thing at the bottom of my foot near probably like, you know, your big toe meets your foot. That's sort of like ball shape. Yeah. (laughs) In there, I wore, um, some of my like old retired brooks that done like loads of miles because I was I was jogging up the hill it was probably only like a mile and yeah I thought oh I'm not gonna take any nice shoes in case they get stolen I'm not that they would get stolen but just in case but where I ran on sort of hard concrete with those retired shoes there wasn't a lot of cushioning or anything like that so that proper messed my foot up foot but only like really for a couple of days and then it sort of healed and then yeah. I sort of went back to normal. So I'm quite lucky in the sense I recover quite well. And I'm not very injury prone. I think that's probably because ever since I was young, my mileage has been quite high anyway. It's not really even that high. But like from a young age, it's been quite, it's still been like up there. But I think because of that, I've sort of grown up with the distance. And my body's probably sort of adapted to that. I'm not really that injury prone, which is quite lucky compared to other people, Ellie. Yeah. You do get you are quite injury prone. So I'm going to be explaining my injury story now after Katie's, and it's definitely not going to be as straightforward as Katie's or as brief because mine's very complicated. So I'm going to try and explain my whole story and not leave any bits out because otherwise it'll start to get quite confusing. So I'm going to start it off at March 2020, which is literally so far away. So I'm going to start Trafford 10k and Intercounties. Trafford 10k was the 1st of March. Intercounties was the 6th of March, both of which were me running on an ankle injury as I'd sprained it. Um, So I obviously let that heal after Intercounties and I came back around a week later and back then taking time off was literally so hard as I obviously still had exercise addiction so once I was back running 50 kilometers a week which was my mileage back then five times a week lockdown began so back then I was swimming on Mondays so obviously the swimming pool short along with the gyms so instead of swimming on a Monday I ran 10 kilometers so I upped it to six times a week and within the same week I also lengthened some of my other runs So literally within the space of about three weeks, if that, it was probably two, to be honest, I'd gone from 50 kilometres to 75 kilometres 
or around 31 to 46 miles I work in kilometers obviously and the reason I did this was because I thought at this point <laughs> that fells were still going to be on because everyone was so naive about the corona situation we all just literally thought it was the flu <laughs> so I wanted to get in as good shape as possible as I knew I was running very well like even on 50 kilometers a week by the Trafford 10k so I thought by upping my mileage I would just continue to get even faster and it was like there was no stopping me at this point I was still under eating a lot doing no strength training doing easy runs way too quick all road runs like no grass and all hill reps on the road as well not supportive shoes and I was overdoing the elevation and the mileage way too soon as well so <laughs> I was doing everything wrong I did this from the end of March to the beginning of May when I did my 5k time trial because I knew I was in such good shape I'm still not as fast as I was um so my aim was 1910 and I got 1916 on a cinder track uh, I did the time trial on a Thursday but I got the pain that began my stress fracture on the Monday so I rested on the Monday instead of on the Friday and I was honestly so stressed about resting that one more day in that week so I got really scared and yeah I moved my run to the Friday which is when I usually rest. My rest days honestly weren't even proper rest days anyway they were mostly me walking five to ten kilometers which is obviously very stupid and also starting Around the start of April, I started walk around five kilometres to rotation marks, make up for the lack of walking I was doing because I wasn't at school. From And then the inside of my shin began hurting again. So I just continued to run in it because I was, I was actually not willing to sacrifice even a drop of fitness that I'd worked so hard for. Well, I thought I was working really hard. I was just being stupid. I was working hard, not smart, basically. And I got to the point at the end of July, because um, I was running on it from the start of May, where I was in a considerable, a, a considerable amount of pain. And I tried to rest for a week, but I was honestly going insane because I based my day around running because obviously we didn't have school or anything. So I ended up walking around five kilometres for the first four days. And then I finally rested properly for the last three days of the week. Uh, I knew my injury hadn't healed like at all really but I wasn't willing to rest for any longer because of that week off honestly broke me that week off uh, I remember crying by the river and sending my friend a video shout out Heather if you're listening yeah I remember sending Heather a video <laughs> of me just crying and I was so upset and it literally shows how bad my exercise addiction was so I went back to running full mileage in pain with my shin hurting afterwards every time till I couldn't cope with the pain any longer and also junior home international trials had been cancelled so that was a big thing for me because that was the thing I was sort of not willing to rest for because I knew that was my only race and I was like I can get an England vest here like I could easily get an England vest I'm in the shape of my life like it sounds like I'm like a 29 year old like reflecting on my fitness journey um anyway I'm 16 I'm still getting ahead of myself uh, at the end of August I had to stop running for six weeks 
initially I thought it was going to be max three weeks because I thought it was shin splints. <laughs> well, I hoped it was shin splints. Um, so I went to Extra Mile Health in Manchester. Massive shout out to Chris. It's actually Ailish McColgan's physio. Well, when she's in the UK, she, she's not in the UK very much at all. She's probably not even in the UK for a month of the year, to be honest. And it was then that I actually got the news that I'd have to not run for a total of six weeks. And he gave me some strength and conditioning exercises to do. And I found out that my legs were very, very weak. Those six weeks, yeah, they were by far the hardest weeks of my life. I was back at school for four of them. So I had things to keep me occupied. But honestly, in a weird way, that was actually worse because I feel like I needed to realise all the things I was doing wrong and come to the realisation myself and like actually come to terms with it because it was honestly like a bit of grief like the loss of running for six weeks it was actually really hard because it was my own fault like I knew and I was just so angry at myself and stuff like that it was like a massive mental and physical like barrier and challenge for me I'm gonna go on to the build-up process for my running because <laughs> Honestly, altogether, it took me about 20 weeks, so around five months, to get back to full mileage. And I'd put, I'll put the breakdown of thing I had to do in terms of mileage on the Instagram. But I'll give you a few of the basic ideas to show you how tedious it actually was and how I wasn't exaggerating to all my friends. And I said it was hard, like it was very hard. So my first week, I had to do only three days of two kilometer runs bearing in mind that I did around 12 kilometers six times a week before that yeah I had three days of three kilometer runs so it's increasing by a kilometer each run but times three so three kilometers a week so my first session was 10 weeks after I started running again so obviously that's a very long time and it was only a very short session it was two kilometers altogether and it was 200 meters on 200 meters off times five and I could only increase my mileage by, yeah, around three kilometres a week, which was obviously very hard. So I was building up my running slowly from the end of September to the end of January, which leads me on to my second injury. By the way, I've had injuries before these, but they've all been minor and they've all been like sort of resolved within max like, say, two, three weeks-ish. And I've not really had to build up my mileage really slowly or anything like that because it fully healed should still build it up early anyway just because the injury site is obviously still quite weak so my injury started my second injury started on the 6th of February which was a Saturday which I had a bit of pain in the outside of my calf and I knew I shouldn't have ran but I sort of just wanted to run anyway because I was like well it it can't be that bad like it can't stop me running for that long and I'm almost certain that I'd strained it due to factors that I'll comment on later so I thought it was just a niggle and I still hated more than anything taking time off like because that those six weeks off had like put me off taking time off for life and also made me love running more than ever so it was almost <laughs> sort of a bad thing well it was a bad thing but it was also a good thing like I'm definitely glad it happened but I took from Sunday which was the next day after I had the pain until Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, completely off everything. Very hard for me. I've got this post on my phone that I'm just going to read out for you now. 
because I've, I've people message me saying they felt felt the same way when they were injured or just feel the same way in general just read it out it's actually nine weeks ago which is crazy recently I've been struggling I've been crying a lot I've been forced to take a week off due to an injury but no one related to my stress fracture I keep comparing myself to a past me one who was faster but I was also under fueling weak and broken I hate that I keep on doing this to myself but I can't help it times in pbs are ingrained in a runner's mind I know my body so well now that I know if something's going to hurt after even before I set off but I do it anyway people don't understand how much I love running and neither did I until this week it's my one and only true escape in such a hard time I hate being out of shape but I keep reminding myself one week won't make a difference and this is only temporary I never want to go back to my old self and I need to remind myself that I can't keep punishing my body for not cooperating. It's not fighting against me. It's okay to be struggling. Thanks for inspiring me to write this at Amber Runs. So yeah, we struggling. <laughs> I then cycled for a week. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday, I did my first run back after basically two weeks off running. 5k run which was actually pretty hard not gonna lie because I felt like I'd lost a lot of fitness and then I did a 10 kilometer run on the Saturday realized that I had lost a lot of fitness (laughs) I knew it was going to come back quicker than I thought but back to full mileage because I was over the moon with how good it felt because I've been running on the grass so it was a lot softer surface and so on Saturday the 27th after running week on full mileage my leg actually started hurting which meant that I had to cut my run short from 9k to 3k but it felt fine the next day which was a Sunday and it wasn't until after my next run on the Tuesday that it started hurting again so I didn't think much of it I thought that's what's going to come with like increasing it it and try to get on with it tried to do a session the following day which was a Wednesday and it didn't work and same with the Thursday so I went on the bike instead found the mental side of it very tough because my mind and body wanted completely different things and I couldn't cope with the idea of resting it again but I knew that in order for my body to heal and not in order for me not to have to rest it again again <laughs> I knew I needed to rest it um had to keep reminding myself about how awful I felt when I had my stress fracture and that's why I chose to rest it from the Thursday until the following Tuesday which was the 9th of March so that's almost a month on from when I started the whole like rest like fully resting from then I realized the mistakes I'd made were not wearing supportive enough shoes which I completely like reiterated to myself today because I wore those same shoes because I get blisters from my new ones that are really good so I'm just gonna have to put up with the blisters because my old shoes like they make my Achilles really like feel really weak and like stretched which obviously isn't good also they make my foot like get kind of cramp and like it feels really tight which also isn't good (laughs) 
So also doing every single running session on the road, which also weren't good. And I was overdoing the band exercises and not having rest from my intense leg exercises that I did twice a week. So I realised all those things and now I do three weeks on, one week off with my leg exercises, depending obviously when I have my races, I'll do them less. But yeah, there's a lot of things from that injury as well. And I feel like it's a constant learning curve as a runner. Like you're always just learning new things about your body and new things about your mental health and everything like that. And just learning how much your body can handle. And at 16, I feel like I've learned so much. Um, carry every single lesson I've learned to all of my running career because the lessons I've learned have been like immense for such a young person. And they got two posts from Amber Runs that I really want to read. She has really struggled with injuries because of uh past under fueling so I'm going to read her first post and then her next post so her first one is about about her second injury after her stress reaction so she went undergone um, a similar journey to me actually she had a stress reaction instead of a stress fracture and she ran on it for a tidgy bit and then she got a gracilis muscle strain not soon after. And that's what this post is about. So I'm going to read it now. Um, it's okay to fall as long as you get back up. For four years, I struggled with an eating disorder. For those four years, my body was being deprived from not only the nourishment it needed, but the love, rest and respect that it deserved. While I was desperately trapped in this vicious cycle of self-destruction, I expected my body to keep up with the sport I love most, running. Running has been my biggest passion for as long as I can remember. Before I ever developed my eating disorder, I was strong, outgoing, vibrant, positive and driven. When I developed my eating disorder, this was all ripped away from me, along with my friendships, happiness and freedom. One year ago, I decided to go headfirst into recovery. I found peace, happiness and strength within myself that I didn't think I would ever find. I began to run faster, get stronger, reconnect friendships, experience life and feel happier, all of which kept me motivated to continue recovery. But there's no denying that my, the damage those years did to my body. No rest, no stopping. My body needed a break and so did my mind. My identity became running. When I got injured, I expected it to be gone within a week. But here I am five months later. Just like my dad keeps telling me, Amber, you are a race car. You cannot always be running at your best. Sometimes you have sometimes you have to stop, park the car, fuel up and work on the mechanics. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Time away from the things you love most can sometimes be the very moment in time you find your strength, love and courage to move forward. My identity became running. And with this time away, I found so much more I found out that I'm so much more than that. I found my mental and physical weakness I'm and I'm working to better them. I am so incredibly proud of how far I have come these past couple of months. Time is making me not only a stronger runner, but person. Life and running are both based on longevity. This is not a sprint. I am taking this time to slow down and remind myself that I am in this for the long run. 
I will continue to choose patience and trust the process. I completely forgot she she said in it for the long run, so that's weird. Um, we can join the club. <laughs> um, but I'm going to read her second post on being able to run and realizing like who she actually is reflection recently i've been doing a lot of reflecting while not running running i have been forced to face things i shoved to the side for a long time and masked with running running wasn't just what i did for fun and enjoyment it was slash is a form of release for me not running has made me face my emotions head on and find new ways to cope not running has also made me question so many things but not running has also allowed me to heal in more ways than I can describe. I no longer rely on running. I am thankful for this time to heal not only my body, but my mind. This time away has grown my love for the sport. I honestly miss running with all my heart, but I know this moment is temporary. And one day when it's meant to happen, I will be able to run again, healthy and as a stronger version of myself. In the meantime, I will continue to work on both my mental and physical strength. If you are going through a hard time right now, just remember that you will feel good again and that you are not alone. This is only one chapter of your life and you will get through this. So yeah, honestly, she's like such a big inspiration for me in terms of injuries and yeah, mental strength. Because honestly, like followed her on um, YouTube, you will know from the start, I thought I was like, there's something going on here, something isn't right. Um, I thought she had an eating disorder and the glow up <laughs> wow like it's been incredible like the mental shift she's gone through is crazy like we couldn't even recognize her as the same person Um, she just posted happy national banana day on her Instagram story <laughs> so yeah that's for a lot and if there's anyone else you feel like we need to read their post in an episode then please let us know and please message us about it and if we've already done that episode say on eating disorders then you can send it us and we'll mention it in on our story so that other people can see it as well because yeah I just want to give credit where credit's due really and give people the help that they need and deserve so yeah um some tips that you can yeah it's probably because but, yeah, like as well I, I think that you haven't ever like increased it way too quick and you haven't ever really not eaten enough for a long period of time like if it's like over years like your bone yeah definitely like decreases and stuff like that um and your muscles sort of yeah wear 100%. Out. i mean i also do quite a lot of core like i probably try, yeah. I try and get like sort of well 20 minutes a day and i usually like stagger it out throughout the day but yeah, I find that just really helps, especially before running. Before I like, run in, I'll do a bit of core because it helps keep everything sort of like warmed up and get ready. But yeah, I mean, it's really good to have a strong centre because then everything sort of goes around that. Do you do like strength training? Yeah, I guess I kind of do. I do a sports course at college, so we do a lot of sort of impacts. I like hit stuff, like my yeah. boxing session. Did you see that on Strava? Yeah. Five minutes of boxing. I'm oh, very good. And I do a lot of um, football, netball rounders at college. So, yeah, yeah, I use the gym at college quite a lot for lessons and stuff. So I'm pretty, everything sort of is in balance. I think a big thing for a lot of people is muscular imbalances. Yeah. Where sort of, obviously their quads are probably overdeveloped, causing a lot of weight to be put on their calves. I mean... 
yeah I mean you've got, you just got to make sure that everything's balanced really you've got to make sure that everything's used to what you're doing so if you're doing sort of like hill stuff you need to make sure that your calves are fully warmed up I used to have scoliosis and I completely forgot about that actually because obviously my one side of my body was like a lot stronger than the other even on my legs to be honest and my balance mm. was like a lot better on one side than the other to be fair that's nearly said and everything sort of revolves around your spine and your core so that's gonna have a massive impact isn't it it wasn't that bad but yeah. like mm-hmm. I didn't realize I mean... how weak all my body was yeah I think a lot of people probably forget about their arms as well like you're a massive factor in running and I think people yeah, to all that about them. That's a massive vital part pumping up like a hill or something yeah I mean I do quite a lot of arms actually Ooh, yeah. especially at college we all do quite a bit of arms <laughs> yeah arm work biceps because I'm an absolute hench person I think I've showed you before my pull-up bar can you actually do a pull-up yeah I can do like three probably I can't. Big mouth, three pull-ups. Look at me go. Yeah, I always make sure I warm up and warm down properly, even yeah. if like my group are sort of skimping out a bit on the warm down because it's tempting because you just want to have a chat. But yeah, always make sure I warm down and warm up properly with lots of stretching and strides. So I'm used to sort of that pace, kind of. I mean, I've definitely some days I'm better at it than others. Yeah, I've just got to remember I can't go into like straight intense stuff unless I want like an injury. I do like like 2k warm-up, then drills, then strides, then my session, then cool down and stretches. I guess you've been injured a lot, haven't you? So you take every precaution. No, I did that before them before the injuries though. Oh, did you? Do you have any more tips about how to keep injury free? Yes, I do. I have some I'm gonna be talking about some tips that um sort of every runner can use about how to keep injuries away so I think my main one being staying hydrated that's so weird <laughs> no it oh literally is like staying hydrated oh, I was drinking water as <laughs> you said that then I laughed and then it felt like it went down the wrong hole yeah I'd say the main one probably being staying hydrated I'm really bad at it but a lot of people forget it but I think it's something like something ridiculous like 80% of your body is made up of water yeah and obviously that's a massive like portion especially with your muscles you've got to keep everything flowing and if you haven't got enough water nothing's going to get transported probably I'm, I'm guessing now but it's probably right yeah from a scientific point of view if you're yeah, not like hydrated then your body's not going to function as well oh actually I learned today that your body doesn't produce lactic acid your body produces lactate which like mixes with like hydrogen bonds or something it's actually Ooh. really interesting in my anatomy and physiology lesson today but yeah salt levels as well because um the other day I got a massive cramp in my leg I just done sort of like water stuff because for like my lifeguarding course well not lifeguarding course water safety course let's be specific and um yeah I got a massive cramp in my leg and it's because my salt levels were low so making sure your salt levels are good really helps as well avoid cramp yeah I get quite a lot of cramp actually it's really bad yeah, I didn't realize that because a lot of runners try to like eat clean whatever that even means and they like if they're naive they cut out things like sugar and salt and stuff which are actually really important salt is a hundred percent important especially if you're doing longer stuff in like hot weather it's really bad like people get 
you can literally die like dehydration loads yeah. of runners on the london marathon so i think someone's actually died before like i think multiple people have died on the london marathon before because they've not stayed hydrated i think there's what is it called electrolytes you need electrolytes yeah, I, don't know um, what, I don't know what they do yeah water yeah. reduces your salt level anyway because it like dilutes it yeah um i'd say another way to like prevent injuries is probably cross training yeah so obviously for me my cross training is usually on the bike or now recently a bit of swimming um yeah so on the bike I do sort of I mean I try and go out on it once a week but usually some some weeks it's like three times a week other weeks it's like once or none but I mean I'm still getting out enjoying it but yeah it's so good because it uses other muscles you're not putting as much stress on your legs as sort of like running does and it's just yeah it's a different sort of sport but it's really good I enjoy cycling and you do cycling don't you Ellie is your cross training I do it as like a warm-up kind of thing and then I do it once a week as like a replacement for running because as well like it uses probably probably does use like the same amount of muscles but it uses like less force on your joints I think that's the main thing that keeps in yeah 100 percent. and it's sort of saying 100 percent, 100 percent. my mum said oh i say God. that a okay. lot because of you yeah my friend um my friend shout out to hannah <laughs> if you're listening um yeah she said that we all say 100 percent a lot she said it makes her laugh when you talk about your cat ellie my cat oh yeah he hasn't yeah. in a while he's, he's over there sleeping surprise <laughs> shout fudge. out to fudge yeah. fudge he is um black and white and yeah he's quite skinny compared to my cat who's an absolute tank he's apparently getting overweight soon really good god just see my cat christ also another thing that like keeps injuries it's like eating a lot well keep not keeps injuries keeps them away uh yeah Mm -hmm. i eat like a lot like people think a lot is like 2000 calories and i'm like are they okay like do they know they're running like burns calories off <laughs> so yeah 100 percent. i said it again i said it again I said it again okay but um this week i actually went vegetarian very interesting and i found it actually really easy i didn't miss meat but what i did find was that my muscle recovery was really delayed and it's probably still having an effect on me now because I only went back to meat yesterday. Yeah, I didn't really recover. I thought I'm still aching from like the week and like, I don't want to leave myself open to injury. So I have gone back to meat. I think yeah, if I had knowledge about it and yeah, I was fully I was developed, that, yeah. then I would 100%. When I'm an adult, I think I probably will go vegetarian. But for now, whilst I'm still developing and I don't really know a lot about sort of how it works, what you need... Although I don't think I know a lot, I don't think I know enough, and I don't want to. I think the negatives outweigh the benefits of me going vegetarian, so I decided to sort of stay. As yeah, I, was. As well. I think certain vitamins and minerals you get, like you absorb them easier from meat than from plants. So it's like you need a higher amount from plants than you do meat to get the same benefit. Yeah, I definitely wasn't getting balanced I guess because I don't know what I needed more of what I needed less of sort of how it works so I was like you know what we'll go back to normal but I am definitely still feeling the effects of it because I'm so tight and sore and yeah I'm going training in like half an hour and yeah watch me die if you haven't got a foam roller get one I have a spiky one it's like spiky the whole way around 
which probably isn't that good because I can't foam roll like my shins or anything. But um, yeah, definitely get a foam roller. Like obviously muscle guns are quite expensive, so I don't have one of those, but I might invest in one soon. Um, I know Katie does have one there. I'll talk you through my massage equipment and my recovery tools. I have my little, I don't actually know how much this weighs, six, I'm guessing kilogram kettlebell, which I use for sort of my strength stuff. So we'll do a little bit of core with that, stuff like that. Uh, I have my massage gun with this on it and it goes at different speeds oh wait you can probably hear it real <laughs> so that just goes really fast and it's really really good this is like my favorite thing ever but you need to know what kind of like soreness you have because it can do damage like i've done it before i've used it and like i've just ended up making myself like more my muscles sort of more dead because i've just like smashed it with that and then they like cream crackered. So I've also got trusty foam that's, roller. That's the exact one my brother has. Really? Yeah. Ooh, twins. Foam roller. And then I've got my spiky ball. I need one of those. And then like downstairs, my back and my feet. downstairs, I have um a ultrasound kit. So that, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know how it works. It's sort of my dad's by using it. It does help. It's sort of controversial in the sense that a lot of people don't think it does anything. But I'm guessing it works because it, it sort of has worked for me. You do put it on like different settings. It's usually on like an infrared setting and it shoots like sort of laser beams into your like muscles and sort of breaks them down so they can repair quicker again. Mm. Yeah, that's my massage tools. It sounds so Sometimes fancy. It sounds like you're in the mansion or something. You're like, this is my laser beam. <laughs> um i say i'd also recommend getting a sports massage from like physio every sort of six months or like as regularly as you can but they get do get very expensive i mean i'm very much due for one because of the whole lockdown thing i haven't had one in a long time i haven't but... ever had one except in thailand <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm like getting one soon and i'm getting booked in yeah, things are starting to go wrong with me. Like, I'm aching. Like, you know, when my body is definitely telling me I'm due a rest day because, like, I am knackered. Not a rest day, um, rest week. So yeah, so every next I, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely due one next week, though. But because I'm, like, tired this week, I just got to keep pushing through this week so the next week I can sort of chill a bit. Yeah, and then everything can sort of reset before summer training before I start because obviously when we start racing again my mileage is going to drop because obviously we need to start tapering yeah. and stuff it's definitely all about balance you need to know when to push when to hold back you know how you said you're feeling like a bit injured like the well not injured but like an injury is due or whatever like I think because inter-counties is like I think it's May the 28th or 29th um, mm-hmm. and then the junior home international trials is like july the 10th then like it's such a big gap i think it's like six weeks so it's like you're trying to push but then you're also like i don't want to get injured for like junior home international trials because i know if i carry on pushing now that i will be injured by that date and it's really hard to get the balance right um, yeah i'm not gonna say 100 percent. i nearly said it then yeah definitely i definitely agree I think working out your training, sort of planning it out ahead sort of helps to factor in sort of rest and recovery because if you just take it sort of day by day, 
you're not going to recover properly and you need to recover properly it's all about sort of finding that balance between recovery and running in different intensities as well like when you run you should be like uncomfortable you shouldn't be in pain you should be uncomfortable like the saying she said no pain no gain yeah you should be uncomfortable but you shouldn't be in pain you shouldn't literally be in pain yeah Mm. Mm. because like a lot of people get this such the wrong end of the stick with that saying they literally think like when you're stretching yeah you're uncomfortable but you're not in pain like you're not getting like shooting pains or anything like that you're just feeling it like you do do you know what I mean if you didn't feel it then there would be something wrong but you shouldn't be like hurting well hurting is in your muscles but not as in you feel like you're getting damaged yeah and obviously for people who are new to running that can be quite deceiving I think a lot of people use the three weeks on full mileage and then one week on half mileage or you could do like seven weeks on full mileage one week on half mileage like between three to seven weeks on and then one week on half mileage that seems to work quite a lot to like prevent injuries because obviously you're giving your body time to recover and stuff you know what my Strava's well my weekly mileage has been doing the past few months I've sort of been doing a high week then a low week then a high week then a low week then a high week then a low week but it's never like low yeah. I think that's kind of working but obviously next week it's gonna go bloom <laughs> so I'm just gonna take a chill <laughs> sort of focus on schoolwork ah yeah this is another thing um I try not to I'm really bad at this but I try not to do any junk miles and sort of waste miles I just sort of every session has an impact on my overall goal in the sort of sense that I won't go out and do like yes there's like recovery runs and easy runs but I won't do anything that's sort of not useful like I'll never go out and do like a long run and then in the evening I'll go out and do like oh, two miles just because yeah. like everything sort of has a reasoning you don't want to do anything that's not kind of worth it I guess because you're just putting your body under more stress for absolutely no point yeah it's like mm. when people try and do double days but they basically just like see if they yeah they do an extra two miles in the evening instead it's just like stupid because you'd rather oh my God, recover literally. than like oh I think I've ever done a double day that's not been on the treadmill as well so I definitely it's either got to be like one easy run and then a speed session or like an easy run then a sort of climbing session on the treadmill it will never be like two intense sessions yeah I, know. I suppose different things do work for different people though like I know a lot of people that try and run every day and I'm like ouch Jesus yeah. I mean during lockdown I kind of did run every day and it did kind of work because I did get fast but nothing was too intense on the days whatever works for you, you need to find out what works for you in your body yeah double days work like, and they work yeah for me like Katie does like so many sessions but they're all quite like I feel like they're shorter but mine are like always yeah. longer and like sort of harder so then I feel like I recover a lot better for the sessions instead of being like sort of achy because I used to do three sessions a week but now I've cut down to two so it feels a lot like I'm not at two at the moment because of a long story but uh, not been since August but two definitely works a lot better for me especially because of strength training as well like that (laughs) that like deceased me as well so yeah my legs are aching for like four days of the week (laughs) yeah I done I'm still aching from stuff that I've done on the weekend I have not given my muscles 
a chance at all to recover and I know that and it's really bad because I done my swimming course and I was absolutely knackered from that and then I had a day what did I I'd done something in that day as well I'd done something in that Monday I sorted up I think I might have done some sort of workout and then I trained Tuesday then I ran Wednesday and I'm going to run again tonight I'm such a hypocrite I'm going to say preach all this stuff about listening to your body and I'm going to be like knackered watch me get injured guys like Pray for me, please. Touch yeah, the injury play. podcast then gets injured the next yeah. week. <laughs> no, but honestly, the only reason why I am pushing through is because I know that rest week is next week. If there was, if rest week wasn't next week, then I literally would take the sessions off. And yeah, I'm not doing anything tomorrow, guys. Don't worry, I'll recover from tonight's session. It's Thursday, by the way. But, yeah, it's Thursday when we're recording this. If you're fatigued and tired after every single session, you're not gonna. The session's wasted, pretty much. You have to be recovered. To do the session well. Yeah, they say like, that, you can't like, go in and be like yeah. knackered and then a complete half of it. Yeah, yeah the benefits like are when your muscles are recovering, like that's when your fitness increases, not when you're like pushing through like achy muscles. There's literally no point in the session. I think that's everything for me, really. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of In It for the Long Run podcast. I hope you enjoyed and got some tips and tricks on how to remain non-injured and what you can do to prevent injuries for you in the future. Yeah, I hopefully hope you, you enjoyed learned everybody. from our mistake. Yeah. yeah, my mistakes that like I made on the day. Make sure that you share with your friends. And rate subscribe, us. it's not YouTube. Make sure you Follow share, us. rate us and yeah. Much sh- much shout outs. What? I literally can't speak today. Shout outs and sharing it are very much appreciated because our views are going down and it's making me very upset. <laughs> show 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 us some love and I'll give you a big fat hug. It's embracing. Um, I was about to say that then, but I thought <laughs> it's a bit dodge. So I was like, big fat hug. 